0: His life his life has been healed hope has been found right here right now right over there this brother amen right over here this brother was set free and i know so many of you i'm just that's just one person in the whole an whole building my life has been changed my chain's been broken fear bowed <laughs> hope found it's here in this place jesus is here in this place and as a church, I desire that more than anything. I want to see people come in and find change, find hope. I want to see chains broken off of people's lives. That's what I want to see. I want us to join together. Let's join together as a church, and then we're going to unify like like never before. We're going to do that because we're going to lock arms, and we're going to find people. We're going to bring people heaven's gates and hell's flames. That's going to change their lives. It's going to change their lives forever. And it's going to change their family's lives right here. they are going to fall off their lives. Let's praise Him. people that aren't going to sing I mean I was one of those people that were I was not going to sing I'm not going to praise the Lord I'm not going to go to church I didn't go to my kids Christmas programs I didn't go to my kids Easter programs at church I didn't go to church not at all zero I'm not going I'm not going to sing of the goodness of God I believe that almost everyone in here is saved and they know the goodness of God and they sing of the goodness of God. We've got to share that. I was shared. A guy came to my door and this wasn't easy for him. He knocked on my door and uh, he went to church with my wife and he gave me a lyric sheet and asked me if I could put music to that. And uh, I mean, I had no intentions of going after God and uh, I said I would I played through those words and I put music to it and I sang through that and the Lord started convicting my heart Holy Spirit started ministering to me that's how it happens get people in the door of the church that's how it happened to Aaron that's how it happens exposing people to the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit's with all around we just got to get people guided that way I sing with the goodness of God I love the Lord Everyone doesn't sing of the goodness of God. That's a challenge. It's a church. That's how we grow. People that don't know the Lord find the Lord. And that's the sweetest thing ever. It's the sweetest thing. I see Aaron glowing. He just glows. Uh, another brother I was talking to this morning, somebody said of him the other night, they looked at him and said, you're just glowing. He's glowing with the Holy Spirit. You know, some people you can look at and it's just like Darkness. You can see darkness on some people. They're just bound. Chains all over them. I'm I'm preaching. I'm going to quit. But people people need the Lord. People need the Lord. Hey, uh, greet one another. Shake a hand. Say good morning. Good to see you all today.
1: All right. Mark Miller, can you come up here? He doesn't even know I was going to do this. We've been talking about get out of your feelings. We're going to wrap that up today. There you go. And let's see. Brandon, you want to come up here? Week one, we talked about how our hearts can deceive us. Week two, last week, we talked about our emotional health. Um, and th- this morning, I want to start off with this little illustration to get into what we're going to talk, to, talk about today. Brandon, right here, right here. This spot right here, is, it's got your name all over it. Just back up just a hair. This could get messy. And Troy, you want to help me out? So Mark, you're going to hold this for Troy. Troy, Brandon can't do anything to you, okay? Brandon, you can't do anything to him. I need you to wrap him tight with this, okay? If you guys make this work, go around him real good. Just all the way up and down him. Careful around his face. We don't want anything bad. here. There you go. Make sure it sticks to him good, Troy, as he's wrapping him. Make sure it's nice and tight in there. <laughs> I guess that's where you wanted your hands. (laughs) Mark's getting dizzy. Pack him in good there, Troy. Pack him in good. (laughs) A few more rounds ought to do. I'll have Troy cut that off for him. I think there's a little, little thing on there that you can just slide across. It'll cut it off. Are we going to go over his face too, or is that too much? <laughs> I mean, I can, I can hold my breath for like two minutes. I don't know about Brandon, but... All right, let's go ahead and go s- just slide that blue tab up there. All right, all right, all right. Thank you guys. You can just set that down. Appreciate it. Give them a hand for helping me. You stay here, Brandon. Hang on, Mark. I'm not quite done with you. Right. now. Today, Dylan, you can go ahead and throw that up now. We're going to talk about uh, get out of your feelings, last week of it. I'm going to combine two in today. Anxiety and depression, okay? Now, why did I wrap Brandon up like this? And really, I was going to go up just for a little bit, you know. (laughs) Because the first part I want to talk about is anxiety. When we have anxiety in our life, and this, this is something that plagues a lot of people right now. A lot. Whether you want to admit it or not, anxiety is a big deal in our society right now. And this is what it feels like. Now, if I would have took this all the way up, some of you, that, you feel anxiety that much or you feel like you are suffocating. That it is overwhelming at times and you can't handle it. And, but that's how we feel. Like I got so much anxiety, I'm so wrapped up in this and it, it feels like I'm suffocating. And that's what I wanted to show you with this. This, this is a, an illustration of what anxiety can feel like. And if you've been there, if you're there right now, you understand this, that I feel like I can't breathe. Everything's so tight and I can't get through it. And that's what I want to talk about this morning is as Mark cuts him free, Mark's representing Jesus and the word of God that can set this anxiety free in your life. So as he's freeing him, I'm going to talk about that this morning, that Jesus can set us free from anxiety. Amen? Amen. We don't have to stay bound up like that. We don't have to be suffocating every day with this anxiety when Jesus, our Savior, and the Word of God, which brings life and is active, can come in, and it can free us from these chains that we have with this anxiety where we feel like we can't breathe. Amen. Now I'm done. But how can, we, how can we overcome this? We know it's through Jesus. We know it's through the word. But I want to go into the word this morning and talk about this. If you go with me to Mark chapter 4, we're going to find out that Jesus wants to offer us peace. He wants to offer us peace in place of our anxiety. Mark chapter 4, verse 39. Amen, amen. And I speak on these subjects today from someone that's walked right directly through them. Okay. I felt this, I know this, I've been delivered from it, so I know it can happen for you as well this morning. Mark 4, 39, it says, Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. So here's Jesus on the boat with his disciples when the storm comes up out of nowhere. You guys have probably heard this story if you've been in church And the disciples are panicking. They've got anxiety. They're freaking out a little bit. Like, what is going on? There's water coming in the boat. And Jesus is asleep in the boat with his head on the cushion or a pillow. And they're like, don't you care about us? We're going to drown here. Don't you care? But Jesus was at peace. And I want to stress something to you this morning. That just because Jesus is on the boat with you does not mean that you're not going to face any storms. Okay? It doesn't mean that you're not going to face some storms in your life and that storms won't come. But you too can sleep peacefully in the midst of the storm. You can have peace through the anxiety and all that stuff that's coming upon you. Because the very hand that was holding Jesus for him to have peace in that boat is the same hand that's holding you today. We can have that exact same peace that Jesus had where he wasn't affected by what was going on in the storm. We all face storms. We go through these things, but we can have peace knowing I'm in God's hand. And he has me. He has me. And he brings me peace. Let's go to Philippians 4. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. You know, a lot of times I think we read through this, we skim through it, but we don't apply it. I know what it says it's great and all but you actually need to apply this as you read it let it soak into your heart let it become how you walk how you talk how you operate Philippians 4 6 and 7 says be anxious for nothing Wow that's pretty plain and simple be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving Let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So right here, Scripture clearly commands that we do not be anxious. I think sometimes it's okay. I mean, every Sunday I get up here, I have a little bit of nerves and stuff like that. But again, I seek the Lord. Lord, calm my fears, calm my nerves. Use me to be a vessel for you, Okay. But do not be anxious. This is a command, and it's not an option. He's telling us, be anxious for nothing. But that is so hard for so many of us because we stay in our feelings. And we operate in our feelings more than we operate in the Holy Spirit. And the Scripture gives us a, 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 a very good formula for how to overcome anxiety and receive peace in place of it. We're to tell God what we need, We're to thank him. You know why he says to thank him? Because it keeps that spirit of whining and complaining out of there. I do it sometimes. But as we're thanking him, we don't have time to whine and complain about what's going on. But you're whining. And receive his peace. Tell God what you need, thank him, and receive his peace. And so many of us forfeit the peace of God because we get so fixated on our anxiety and what we're going through. And instead, Scripture commands us not to be anxious, but to tell God what tell God about it, tell him what we need. And once we do this, we thank him for his faithfulness that he's always been faithful to us in the past. We thank him again that I know you're gonna be faithful now. And when you get anxiety, and it happens, I know it's a big thing. It's a big thing for teens, it's a big thing for adults right now. When you get this anxiety, that is a signal for you. When you feel anxiety to come on, it's a signal, I need to pray. I need to pray. It's not a signal for ah, more, more. I got more coming at me. I can't take it. I'm suffocating. It's not a signal to get worse into it. It's a signal. I need to stop and pray for God's peace right now. Amen. A peace that passes all understanding. I got to pray for that right now. It's a signal to pray. And at that moment, simply pray and speak out. Jesus, I received your peace. We have such an easy time whining, complaining, getting worked up, but sometimes we can't just speak the word into our own hearts. It makes a difference when you speak what you're applying. Jesus, I receive your peace right now in the midst of this. Jesus, I receive your peace right now as I get up here on Sunday night and I do a skit in front of 400 people, 650 hopefully. But Jesus, I receive your peace because I know you're using me as a vessel For your Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit doesn't bring the fear. It doesn't bring this anxiety. It brings me peace. So I'm praying. I'm going to pray. And receive that peace. It's a promise to us. It's a guarantee. When we surrender our anxiety. That God. He's going to give us peace. In place of it. Let's go to Daniel chapter 10. Verse 19. Daniel 10 verse 19. It's making sense so far. Maybe not. Yeah. Daniel 10:19. I don't want people to walk around full of anxiety all the time. You can be free from that this morning. Daniel 10 verse 19 says, "And he said, "O man, greatly beloved, fear not. Peace be to you. Be strong, yes, be strong." And then a little bit farther down, so when he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, let let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. The voice of God in Daniel's life here completely silenced all of his fear and anxiety. All of it. And God's voice alone has the power to speak peace into our lives. But we have to quiet our hearts enough and tune into the spirit of God speaking to us for this to happen. And, and the only place we're going to experience this freedom and this true peace is in God's presence. We have to get in God's presence. You know, a lot of times when I'm struggling in life and, and, and feel like I'm in a drought and I'm in this rut and just going through some things, and it's because I haven't gotten God's presence in a while. I mean, I can do that on Sunday mornings as I worship, but that, that's not going to really cut it for me for the whole week. I don't know about you guys, but there's multiple times through the week that I need to be in God's presence because he brings strength. He brings comfort. He brings peace. He brings a calming to you as you get in his presence. You know, how do you do that? You get in your word. For me too, I love to listen to worship music. I just like to listen and deeply listen to the words that are being sung in those songs and just rest in that. And I can be in God's presence. You know, the thing about Sundays is sometimes you pay attention to other people around you so much that you never get into God's presence. You're worried about other people's presence in here. But we live in a, in a world today where everything is so noisy. Does that make sense? It, it's just life is noisy a lot. And, and a lot of times we forget to just unplug from everything. Everything and just rest in God's presence. And I think that's why a lot of us walk around with this anxiety and stuff worked up in us because we aren't experiencing God's peace by being in God's presence. So when you feel yourself getting in that, you know, in those moments where I I feel like I'm suffocating, life's just so crazy, everything's going on, step back. And whatever that looks like for you, you know, I find too that I can't do that with my phone anywhere close to me. I'll admit it, this thing's, this is like another hand. Even those that read their Bible on it, guess what still pops up while you're in your Bible app? Your notifications from everybody still. And before you know it, you meant to get on here and listen to some worship music or read your Bible app. It's good that it's available, but before you know it, you're, oh, I may respond to that. Oh, so-and-so messaged me. <laughs> That's a funny picture. And you're not in God's presence. You've let the craziness come back in. Tune into God's voice and listen for him. Pray these words that Daniel prayed. Speak to me, Lord, for you have strengthened me. Seek out God's voice through his word and through the worship, and you'll receive the peace that you're hungry for. Craig Rochelle says this. As true peace isn't found in the absence of problems, true peace is found in the presence of God. We're going to have problems. But that doesn't mean we can't get in the presence of God. And let him bring peace in the middle of it. We have to listen to his voice. This is not on the screen, but John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. We receive his peace to replace our anxiety this morning. His peace. And again, it's beyond our comprehension so it's something that we just have to experience. You know, a lot of people ask me about, about the Holy Spirit. You know, and they, and they see things or they hear about things that the Holy Spirit does in people's lives. And I, sometimes I don't have an explanation. I mean, it's in the Word. But a lot, some things in life you just have to experience. And not be afraid to dive all in for what God has for your life. Why? Holy Spirit's available to us 24-7. It just depends on how much time you want to spend with him. Let me switch gears into depression and unhappiness and things like that. As we move from anxiety, again, God wants to give you peace in place of that anxiety. Pray when you feel it coming on. Ask him for it and receive it. Um, depression, you guys have heard my story too where I dealt with that for a few years and didn't want to be on earth anymore, wanted to take my own life, all that stuff. That was me. I walked through this season. Um, sadness is a feeling. It's an emotion where we, we react to everything with, with crying, with depression, with this heaviness. And every, it doesn't matter what it is. We just, we're down. We're going through it. We're depressed. I know, uh, let's just see a show of hands. How many can relate to sadness sometimes? A lot of hands. A lot of hands. It's hard to be filled with with joy when all we feel is sad or depressed. Being real. It's hard to be filled with joy when we're just sad and depressed all the times. <clears throat> so how, how can I replace that sadness and this depression with joy? And again, the word of God is our answer for things. We have to be in it. And this, one, this one's tough to read, tough to apply. But let's go to First Thessalonians I'm having a lot of problems speaking the last couple of months. And Sarah says it's because my mind's, you know, a jumbled mess right now. But bear with me as I, usually I stutter and make fun of myself. But it really is. It's, it's a crazy mind right now. So, first Thessalonians 5.16. And when you read this, you're like, this is impossible. They must have made a mistake when they printed this. It says... Always be joyful. Excuse me? <laughs> always be joyful. But it's, this verse is so important. It's so short, but it's so important. It tells us to always be joyful. But how can we be joyful all the time? Especially when there's seasons of life that are hard. There's, there's times that are difficult. Let's go to James 1, 2. Let me drive this home a little bit more. James 1 verse 2. And I'm out of the New Living Translation on these. Dear brothers and sisters. When troubles of any kind come your way. Consider it an opportunity for great joy. Again. Things that make you go hmm. When troubles of any kind come your way. Considered an opportunity for great joy. This is so strange to me that these two things are put together. How in the world can we consider it joy when we walk through difficult times in life? I've hit on this before in the past, but Lord, we don't have the money to pay for everything that's breaking down, but I am joyful because of it. Yes. No money. Bills are piling up. Woo, I'm so joyful. That doesn't make sense, right? But one reason that this is so difficult for us, this joy, is because we often confuse joy and happiness. They're not the same thing. There's a difference between the two things. There's our happiness is often dependent on what is happening in our lives at the moment, right? Some people shook my hand and smiled at me and said nice things to me today. That makes me happy. Okay? That's it's dictated on the circumstances. Other people will talk bad about me and say things about me and, and try to run my name through the mud. That makes me happy. No, it doesn't. It makes me unhappy. But that's different from joy. Okay? Our happiness is often dependent on what is happening in our lives. If, if good things are happening, we're happy. If bad things are happening, we aren't happy. We're sad. Joy, however, is a separate thing from our situation. Joy is a gift from God, and I, like I talked about last week, it's a fruit of the Spirit. If I've got the Holy Spirit in me, I have joy. And no one, no situation, nothing the enemy throws at me can take it away from me. Because it's given by God. I have joy. It's a decision we make to trust God and believe him even when things are difficult. Again, this is what keeps me going. The joy of the Lord is my strength. My situation, our situation as a family is not easy right now. But the joy, we're not happy a lot. But that's different from the joy of the Lord being our strength that's what gets us through each day because he's our strength he's our strength it's a decision we're making to trust God and I believe him even when things are difficult in my life that I still have the joy of the Lord in every season, every situation we have a choice to choose joy as believers, I choose joy even in the hardest and most painful seasons again the joy of the Lord is what strengthens me it's what keeps me going and joy is separate from your situation you're looking at happy sad but joy is completely different we can still walk in that joy because of who Jesus is to us and in us do you know that Philippians is known as the happiest book in the Bible if not one of the happiest, if not the happiest book in the Bible, and it was written from prison. From prison. So what that tells me is that I shouldn't let my circumstances steal my joy because there are going to be things in life that are hard. There are going to be things in life that crush you down and keep you down for a while. But those circumstances are not gonna steal my joy because it's from Jesus, it's from God, it's from the Holy Spirit and it's not gonna be taken away from me no matter how hard the enemy tries to come at me. He's not gonna take my joy. Psalm 1611. Psalm 1611. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. Again, joy is a way of life that is only found in the presence of God. We can't let happiness dictate our relationship with God because it's going to come and go. You know this well as I do. Happiness comes and goes. Circumstances change. Change. But it's through our consistent relationship with God because as we're consistent in that and we're consistent in being in the presence of God, we can experience the kind of joy that's bigger than any situation that we come up against. I can experience that joy. It might take some time, but it's in there. It's it's in there. It's the fruit of the Spirit in there. And I have to find ways to get into God's presence so I don't stay in the depressed state or the sad state. I don't want to stay there. As somebody that's been through it, the longer you stay there, the worse it gets. And people can help you. People can try to help you. They can. And I'm not taking it lightly. I, I was there. Several times in my mind, I was minutes away from not being here. I know how serious it is. But I also know that the more I got into God's presence and the more I applied his word and I understand who I was in him, that things started to change for me. I'm not knocking medicine or anything. I believe in that. I believe God gives doctors wisdom and all that stuff. But for me, it was a surrender. It was an understanding that, Rick, you are my son. So-and-so, you are my daughter. You're a daughter to the King of kings and Lord of lords. Let me show you how much you mean to me and how valuable you are to me. And so you can walk in this new identity in me and not what everybody else has been saying to you. Not what the enemy has been pounding in your head. I have more for you. You can have joy in your life again. And I started walking in that. And I stood on this truth that God has plans for my life. And whatever the enemy's trying to bring against me to take me out, God has plans for my life. And it started to change the way I thought of myself, transform my mind and I found it in the presence of God, so I have to find ways and repeat those things to be in God's presence so I'm reminded of who I am in Him. Find joy in God's presence. If our praise team would come back up. We've talked about our hearts. Over these last few weeks, we've talked about our emotional health, All heavy, heavy topics uh, to talk about and it's a realization for many people. We've talked about today anxiety and depression and and how God wants to replace the anxiety that we have in our life with his peace. And God can take the depression and, and the sadness that we have in our lives and replace it with the joy that he has for us. And again, I'm not saying this is some quick fix for you. What I'm saying is, God's enough. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you need to surrender, God is enough. He's more than enough. And you don't have to walk around feeling like you're suffocating. You don't have to walk around thinking, Does anybody even notice me? That's another trick the enemy plays on you. Nobody cares. Nobody nobody even notices if I'm here or not. And we we played me. We played the victim in that when our identity is not found in what people think of us. It's found in God. And until you understand who you are in him, you're going to struggle with, nobody cares about me. Nobody understands. Nobody does this. Nobody does that. God cares. God cares for you so much that he sent Jesus to die for you. He cares. You are noticed, you are valued, you are loved, and you don't have to walk around defeated. So if you'll stand this morning. We have an opportunity right now to get into God's presence. We have an opportunity to allow God's peace to invade our heart right now and replace that anxiety that we've got going on. You have an opportunity to surrender your anxiety to him this morning and say, Lord, I just surrender this to you. I'm tired of walking. I'm tired of feeling like this every day. I want, I want freedom. I want peace in this. You have an opportunity this morning to choose joy in place of the depression and sadness but it's a choice that we have to make and and we have to let it go. God, I know you are who you say you are, so I'm gonna let this go this morning. And God, I'm trusting you to speak peace into my heart this morning. Speak peace into my life, God. I'm trusting you to to replace this depression, these thoughts I, I have about myself, God, to replace those with the joy so I can be strengthened by things that only you can bring into my life, God. Father, we just praise you and we thank you right now for every single person in here. Father, I know several hands went up with anxiety, with sadness. Father, we've got to get those things under the blood of Jesus. And understand that we can be freed from those things this morning. That the enemy's had a hold of us long enough and it's time to break out of what he's trying to push on us. It's time to be free this morning. It's, it's time to have Peace. It's time to have joy return into our hearts. So God, right now, as we open up these altars for people that need that right now, Father, I come right now to you, Father, asking that they lay it down, that they trade it in, God. Anxiety for your peace, depression for your joy, and they realize who they are in you today, and we walk with a new authority. We walk with a new power this morning. Lord, let them come. Humble ourselves right now. We humble ourselves and we come, Father. And we say we're not okay and we need you. In Jesus' name, amen.